Yes, people, it is Wednesday. UFC and LFA are back this weekend. So, yes, today we break down LFA 109 and UFC on ESPN Plus 47. So, people, sit back and let's go. So we start all the action off this weekend on Friday night with LFA 109. It's McKinney v. Irizari, I think that's how you say it. So we've got a six-fight main card, which all um, gets underway with a lightweight clash between Caleb Hall and Jacoby Jones. So, uh, yes. Now, let's take a look, shall we? So, Caleb Hall, right? He is uh, currently 2 and 0. So, very early in his career. He's 24, right? And his last fight. Was um, December 2019 You know he fought um, On Colorado Combat Club 4 Also fought a couple months before On uh, their third card Both split decision wins Joseph Galavazzi And Kitaro Cade uh, He's at, You know he had a solid amateur career Um you know, just three losses, three losses, you know, but um, seven, no, five wins, right, so not a bad one at all, right, get plenty of um, experience there, and he, you know, got a number of finishes, so that was very good for him, but yeah, this will be his um, LFA debut, and he is going up against a big toe, Jacoby Jones, who um a year older at 25, uh, but less experience, right? So he's on a free fight win streak, just one pro fight to his name, um, which... Uh, that one came about at LFA 103, right, um, yeah, so that was March this year, got a very good first round stoppage of Cameron Ansel, and, you know, he did have, right, only one pro fight, but he has got, uh, six fights in the amateurs, won five, lost one, Right, which, hey, very good, right? And all only one of them got, went to a decision. His third fight in the amateurs went to a decision. Everything else was a finish. You know, um, he had four first round finishes, and his last amateur fight, hey, he took that into the second. So um, yeah, not too bad at all. His finishes have been um, TKO in the amateurs and then the submission in the pros. 
So, um, yeah, some good stuff from uh, Jones right there, people. Um, Now, when you consider, so Jones fought this year and, um, you know, Hall, his last fight was December 2019. So there's been a gap. There has definitely been a little bit of a gap. Right, and you could say that it kind of depends on what's been happening. All right, so um, Hall does fight out of American Top Team, so he definitely comes from a very solid camp. All right, but here's the big question, right? Hall, he's been um, I mean Jones, even he fought this year. Fought this year, which I think is pretty big. I think it's pretty big. You know, it 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 keeps his confidence up and he keeps him sharp, right? Because, yeah, I think the big question is, what has Hall been doing, right? That's the big one. That's the worry. That is the concern. So um, I think. Right, I I think that um Jones gets to win, right? He fought in twenty twenty, and he fought this year. So yeah, I'm gonna go with Jones because I think it's just that comfort comfortability in the octagon, and he's already had his LFA debut as well. So yeah, Jacoby Jones for the win, people. So we then go with the flyweights, and we have Manuel Medina against Kevin Fernandez. So, um, yeah, Kevin Fernandez, three and one on a two-fight win streak. You know what I mean? So, um, this will be his pro debut. Pro debut. And LFA debut, you know he did. He you know he has fought this year already. He fought at X, X O. Wait, no, that's a K. X K O fifty. Um, so that was, you know, mid May, got a guillotine choke win over Brandon Gitzeras, and um. I mean, that was quick. 40 seconds into that first round, he got that finish. You know So So, um, yeah, pretty impressive. Um, Actually, you know, I, I will say, he has actually fought as an amateur at LFA. You know, so, yeah, I mean, he does have that. But um, that was a good few years back. He's got some Muay Thai um, fights under his belt as well. But, uh, yeah, he will be going up against Manuel Medina, who is one and one. And he's on a one-fight win streak. So, um, yeah, lost his pro debut. But lost to Clayton Carpenter, who we saw last Friday... With a very good win. A very good win. Um, so yeah, no shame in that. But he, he bounced back. 
bounced back at LFA 99 and he beat Hansi Wilson um, with a first round stoppage. You know, so that was in February this year. You know, so that's all good. He had a, a one amateur fight which he won. Uh, that was in 2019. So, you know, he he has been kind of busy. Well, I mean, just one fight each year. Um, but, you know, he's doing his thing. Doing his thing for sure. Um, I mean, it's a very tricky one, right? I think when people are so early on in their career, it is, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to judge. It's hard to judge. You don't quite know. But... Yeah, I mean, Medina, he, he's made his pro debut, right? So I, I think that in itself is pretty big. But, you know, um, Fernandez, he has fought, you know, he's fought this year, did fight in 2020. I mean, they are very similar. They both fought in 2019, 2020, and 2021. But, um, you know, I think I'm going to say Medina gets to win. You know, he's already made his pro debut. So I think there's a confidence that will come with that, you know. So, yeah, we're going to say Medina for the win, people. Now, we stick with the flyweights. But this time we transition over to the ladies, and we have um, Garika Trias against Kai Bennett. So, um, you know, Trias, she is one and O. Yeah, that was her her pro debut. She won at LFA ninety nine. Um, got a third round stoppage. Of Kawali Wallace, so that took place in um February this year. It was a very good win, very good win. You know, so uh, yeah, I think that holds her in a good state. She is going up against um Kai Bennett. All right, so Bennett. Is one and two, right? Oh no, oh no, you know, she, she's coming off a loss in her last fight, but so that was against Deborah Cosmin at Bellator 218, and that was March 2019. Um, she's fought three times in the pros for Bellator, so she lost to Stephanie. Gauchmacher in her debut, but yes, everyone knows how tough Gauchmacher is. Um, she then beat Morgan Solis at Bellator 195, and um, yeah, then the loss in her last outing. So, you know, I mean, I, I think there is a frequency. You know, because she only fought once in 2019, 2018. 2017 was a better year for her. She fought three times in the 
amateurs and then once in pros. So I think that was good. Right? And there she went two and two. But uh yeah, I, I you know what I mean I I think with when you're not fighting very frequently and especially early on in your career it, 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 it does maybe stifle the growth. Now, she is fighting out of elevation, which is a very good team. So she's got some great training partners. Some great training partners. And I will say, having that experience in Bellator, that is very helpful. Is very helpful indeed. But... I think, I think I'm going to go with um, Traz for the win. Because Traz, you know, she fought this year. Fought this year in February. Um, so there is that. She has also made her LFA debut. You know, so I, I think there's a lot of pressure off her shoulders. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Treyaz for the win. It's going to be an interesting one, though. Definitely going to be an interesting one. And I kind of think that, you know, Bennett, hey, there might not be as much pressure on her. So, I think, you know, she's definitely going to be wanting to get back on track. So, um, you know, we'll see what she can do, right? See what she can do, but yeah, definitely. I think it should be fun, right? So, we then jump up to the featherweight division. We have Edwin Cooper Jr. against a Robson Jr. So, uh, yeah, let's go with Robson Jr. <laughs> He's free and O on a free fight win streak, you know. So, um, yeah, all in his pro career. So he fought twice in 2019, October and December, um, a guillotine and then a TKO, and then he fought January 2020 with a first round stoppage of Leandro Vieira. So I mean, yeah, it, last year was tough, right? So you're, I mean, you're gonna see that people with records that kind of stop off early 2020, but, um, you know, he was definitely busy when he could be, and all stoppages, you know, all, all three of his wins, stoppages, so what does that mean, what does that mean, well, he goes up against Edwin Cooper Jr., who is three and one, coming off a win in his last fight, and, um, he he's fighting out of a Jacksons, right? So um, Robson Junior is coming from Brazil, um. But yeah, he uh, yeah Cooper Junior. He last full LFA ninety four, Demopolis against Godinez. Uh, so that was October last year. And he had a decision win over Ethan Ewig. He lost to Sean William Curveni at LFA 80, Garcia v. Mariscal. 
right? January 2020. Got caught by an arm bar. Um, so he's one and one in LFA, but won his first two pro fights against Kellen Van Camp, October 2018, and then Antoine Mosley in April 2015, 2019 even, right, had one amateur fight, which he won, and that was in November 2017, so, uh, yes, now, he's, three, Early wins were um, TKOs. His last win in the LFA was a decision. I mean, I think that's very good, right? Because early, dis- early, um, you know, knockouts or subs, it's all great. Looks flashy, but you then worry what's going to happen when you get into those dark waters. And yeah, it showed that he was able to stick with it and get the win. You know, so um, I think we it's an interesting situation here, and yeah, I'm gonna say, right, I'm gonna say that Cooper Junior gets to win. Yeah, I I I think that Robson Junior, he's fought mainly in Brazil, right? Fought mainly in Brazil, so. You know, first time out of the country, there's pressure making his LFA debut. There's a lot resting on his shoulders. And I think um, Cooper Jr., I think he's, he's going to be a bit less pressure. His fight's out of a very good camp. And yeah, I'm going to say he is able to walk away with a victory here, people. But we then go to our co-main event. So bantamweights. First time the bantamweights are out on the night. And we have Asker Asker against Justin Wetzel. So Wetzel. He is six and one on a five-fight win streak, fighting out of elevation. Right, so um yeah, that last win was against Teshi Gufro. October last year, LFA 93, Pajoski against Jeffrey. Uh, he also fought at LFA 79, Royal v. Williams, Roval v. Williams, and he beat Michael Aquilia. Um, he beat Stephen Merrill in, at Caged Aggression 24. Ernest Walls. At Pinnacle Combat 28. And Dalton Grinstead at Pinnacle Combat 26. So yeah, had a very extensive amateur career. You know, he fought um, ooh, 10 times. 10 fights, 10 wins. Very impressive right there. So yeah, no, plenty of experience. Plenty of experience, and you know, he, he does have a few TKOs. He did get some subs in the amateurs, nothing in the pros yet. And he is going up against Asgar. Asgar, 
AK47, who is 11 and 1, but a one fight win streak, right? So, um, yeah, he, his last fight was at LFA 92. He was part of the main event and he had a decision win over Kevin Riff. I right, said so that was October last year. You know, so um, before that, he, he did lose. Um, that was February last year to Sadi Kobol Karanarov. Right, got caught in that first round. But other than that, he has just been been on a bit of a tear in his pro career. You know, definitely a lot of experience. Right, a lot of experience. And, um, yeah, it's got a good few finishes. You know, so that's, um, yeah, that's good. Right, that's good for him. He's fought in LFA. Uh, twice, both times, walked away with the win. So uh, he he's got that experience, right? Which is uh, yeah, that's all very good. And yeah, I I think it's just that experience, that comfortability, that I think is gonna see Asgar get the win. So we're going to go Asgar for the win, people. But um, it's definitely an intriguing encounter. So uh, looking forward to this one for sure. Right, which means our main event. Right, our main event. It's a lightweight clash between Terence McKinney and Michael Erizari. Um, which it, it does get interesting, this one, right? does get interesting because the lightweight title is currently vacant in the LFA. So whoever wins here could definitely be pushing themselves into a championship contest. So, um, Irazi, you know, he's 12 and 3. On a two-fight win streak, right? Fighting out of Puerto Rico. All right, so um, it's twenty-nine, and he last fought in December, twenty nineteen. Beat Travis Carpinion. Got a rear naked choke, which does seem to be um what he likes because in his fight before that, also rear naked choke, and he beat Mike Pickett. So that was August 2019. Um, yeah, you know he does. He, he you know he's got a good mix of TKOs and submissions, um, and submission of choice. It does seem to be a rear naked choke. You know, so there is a lap from him. And listen, T Rex, Terence McKinney, nine and three. Two fight win streak. Uh, we 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 seen him perform, and he performs a very well indeed. So last time out, LFA one hundred six, Silvera v Viana, in April this year, got a very good head kick win early in that first round. 
Before that, he fought at SHP 59, which was in March this year. So, yeah, two very um, close fights. He beat Derrick Sanders there. Um, both very quick finishes. You know, he, as I said, look, he's um, he's been around, done his thing. He tried out for the Contender Series in uh, 2019, but came up against a very good Sean Woodson on the night. You know, but he went away, right? He did lose to Derek Minner, but again, we've seen what Minner can do. Currently in the UFC. But yeah, got those other two wins. So he's tough. McKinney is tough. And I think I think McKinney's gonna walk away with a win here. You know? I think he's gonna walk away with the win. Um you know, look, he's also got submissions and TKOs. He also does like a rear naked choke. You know, so they do have that in common. But yeah, he's got that finishing power. Finishing power. And I think that's always that's always a difference maker, you know? Always a difference maker. And I think Terence McKinney, he's gonna get a a victory, which um is either gonna get him to a title shot in the LFA or you know, maybe a call up to the UFC. So um yeah, definitely a fun card and a good way to start off the weekend, people. Well, people, Saturday night, man, we've got a fun card, 14 fights as of right now, but we know these things do change, right, <laughs> these things do change, but um, yeah, see, the big thing about this is it's the lead-in, right, it's the leading card to next week's huge pay-per-view, right, Huge pay-per-view coming up, which, um, you know, everyone is waiting in bated breath. UFC 263. 263, which has got, is it two final fights? Maybe it's two title fights, right? We've got Adesanya v. Vittori. We've got um, Moreno v. Figueredo. You know what I mean? Both. Oh, very fun. Very fun. So, this card, it's, um, you know what I mean? It, it's wetting your appetite. Wetting your appetite, but keeping you entertained and tuned in, knowing what's in store. And I think it does a pretty good job. We have some very fun matchups. There's three heavyweight fights on the card, you know, and you could say, could say that they will kind of determine the um the pecking order, right? For the next challenge, if it's not to be John Jones, right? Right, some of these fights could very well let us know who could be next. We've also got a couple of Argentinians on the card, which I think that might be um one of a first. Yeah, not it doesn't it's not a thing that happens all the time. It is 
It's got a nice little blend of European and world fighters. And, you know, as always, people, right? We've got some debuts. We have got some people on the card that want to, um, you know what I mean? Come back from a defeat. Let people know, hey, the last performance, that's not me. We've also got our, whew, our heater fights, right? Those fights on the card that just look like they're going to be pure fire. And we've got five of those. And then we've got those fight people where, um, you know what I mean? The contract could be on the line. So let us get into it. As we break down a UFC on ESPN plus 47, Rosenstruck v Saki. So without could it be dicey fights, we start off with Sweden v Canada. Ilau Latifi against Tanaboza. So um the sledgehammer. Right, he is currently on a free fight losing streak, which um obviously you know not the way he wants it to go, not the way he wants it to go. He is fourteen and eight with one no contest, and Latifi, you know, he is definitely he's had his highs, had his highs, people. Right, he's um. You know, been around for a, a long time, right? Made his MMA debut actually against a Balagi Ivanov. Right, it was a no contest in two thousand and eight. Right, and now they're both in the UFC. <laughs> so yeah, he 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 um did a little glory kickboxing, but made it to the UFC in April twenty thirteen. Right, and we've seen him go. Um, we've seen him mix him up, mix it up with some of the the best in the division. Right, he's fought um, Jan Blakovic, Jean Valente, Ryan Bader, Tyson Pedro, Corey Anderson. You know, he's definitely fought some top people. You know, last time out, we saw him against Derek Lewis at UFC 247, Jones v. Reyes. That was in February this year. No, actually, February last year. What am I saying? Um, yeah, he, he lost a decision. He also, um, yeah, had a bit of a, a slugfest with Volkan Uzumir in 2019. And he fought Corey Anderson in 2018. So... His last few fights, he, you know, I mean, there's just been things which have just prevented him from being um, as prolific, maybe, as he would have liked. So he's only fought once a year in the last three years. But, uh, you know, Latifi, he, he can stop you, right? He's had uh, TKOs. I mean, they were earlier on. Um, his last finish was a standing guillotine, um, and he got that against none other than Oven St. Prue. So that was in February 2018, you know, and that was his last win, in fact. 
So he's going to be putting it on the line against the bulldozer, Tanaboza, right? Who is a 19 7 and 1. Now, Boza's coming off a loss as well. But um, yeah, he's, you know what I mean? If he loses this fight, obviously it's not the result he would want. But he, he's not as in the um, same situation as Latifi, who you do feel definitely needs that win. So, uh, yeah, Boza, he's, um, he's lost a fight. Was November last year against Andre Orlovsky. It was a funny fight because he did seem a bit flat, right? It, it didn't seem like the Bozer who we had seen with his great wins over Philippe Linz and Rafael Peoza. You know, both very good stoppages. You know, and it really looked like um, Bozer was on. You know what I mean? Just on that next little tier where he, he's going to kind of bubble over. But, yeah, it was just a bit of a flat performance. He, he just wasn't the active Bozer that we had come to know. You know, which was odd. Was odd. But, hey, Orlowski can do that to you. You know what I mean? Orlowski can freeze you in your boots. So it was... Um, an interesting situation, and one that you know, you know Tanner is looking to course correct, because I think what we saw out of him in that the, the Linz and the Pioza fight is an agile frequency fighter, and um, I think that's someone who could be very problematic to Latifi, because Latifi is going to, he's going to kind of um, load up on those big shots, so where Boza can move in and out, and he's very quick, he's very fast, I think that can be a problem, now um, Boza is going to have the height advantage at 6'2", where Latifi is 5'10", but Reach-wise, you know, only half an inch in it, right? Bozer's got half an inch advantage with the reach, which, you you know, is surprising. But he does use that jab well. So, you know, I think it's going to be Bozer getting back on track. And, um, yeah, I think it could be problematic for Latifi, you know, which... um, Obviously, not what he will be wanting, but um, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Boza for the win. So we then jump to uh, middleweight people, and we have got Brazil against England, as Antonio Arraio fights Tom Breeze. So Arraio is 9-4, and four, and he's on a... F- Two fight losing streak So one more We've seen people have their papers on three You know So um, We last saw him in December Last card of the year Where he lost to Darren Wynn A unanimous decision Before that 
He had another unanimous decision loss to Andre Munez, and that was on November 2019. So he came to the UFC via the 2019 Contender Series, where he had a second round stoppage of Steven Ragman. You know, and that was also coming off a 2018 performance on the Contender, where he won, but it was a decision. You know, so, listen, I think that shows that he's got perseverance, but he, he needs, he needs a win, need to win. So, um, you know, early in the career, right, you can see he's got um, TKOs and submissions, but, uh, yeah, last, you know, after that 2019 contender, it just hasn't gone his way. So um he will be stepping in against Tom Breeze, who's twelve and three. Now Breeze is coming off a loss in his last fight, but you know, like Boza, a loss though not the result they'd be after, it wouldn't be um the be all end all for him. Right? So um yeah. It's funny, Breeze is, he's, so we last saw him in January this year, he lost to Amari Akhmadov, you know, it was an arm triangle, and um, yeah, it was just unfortunate position, he was against the fence, wasn't able to manoeuvre out, and he lost, but here's a crazy thing, you know, he has a win over... Um, you know, he had a great win over KB Buller, right, so, look, and he looked sensational in that one, so we know that Breeze has got that potential, he, he, he can be sharp, can be impressive, so it's a whether Breeze can, um, you know, do the biz over Arroyo, Right, and listen, we've seen Breeze get stoppages, and we we know Breeze grapples. He's competed in a few grappling competitions, you know, where he's got heel hooks, rear naked chokes, right? And um, he's also done that in the cage. You know, so um, he was a former cage warriors champion. All right, so... We know that Breeze has got what it takes. It's whether he can put it together in the octagon. I think that's the big thing with Breeze. So, the last fight, it, it, you know, it wasn't his best. But I, I think Breeze, I think he can course correct. And I think we're going to see Breeze um, walk away with a victory. You know, so, um, yeah, that's what I think is going to happen uh, there. And then, people, we have got Argentina against, um, oh, gosh, where is this other, the other spot is um, Georgia. Yes, that's it. Argentina against Georgia. So, we have got Pepe, uh, Loreno Darapoli, he is nine and three, currently on a two-fight losing streak. You know, so um, 
Yeah. Shout out you know, he came to the UFC from um, Combate, right? And he opened up his account with a two-fight win streak. You know, beat Hector Aldana in November 2018. Then Tiago Alves in um, May 2019. But he then lost to Muslim Salakov. Who is also fighting on this card. And um, then after that. Tim Means. And the Means fight. Took place in August last year. It was a decision. Um, so yeah. You know. Definitely not what. Um, you know. He's looking for. So when you look at a career. He's got some TKO wins. You know, outside of the UFC, yeah, he was getting a good few stoppages. TKOs does have a Kimura. So he's got a little bit of ground gaminess up in there. But, um, yeah, he is. Unfortunately for Strapapoli, he's going up against a Roman Dolazes, who is 8-1. So he's coming off his first loss, right? But, again, you know, only one loss. So, it's not going to be the same for him. Um, His first loss, Trevon Giles, and that was March this year. So, I think we do have an interesting thing to see how he recuperates from that. Is is it going to dent him? Are we going to see his confidence crumble a bit? Or is he just going to bounce back? But, you know, when you look at what he has done outside of the octagon, everything was finishes. Everything was finishes. So he came in, he beat John Allen um, in his first fight. Uh, But then, yeah, lost to Giles. But Giles, he's very good, right? So it's no shame. But I, I think Dollar Ed has, yeah, you know, with, with the performances we've seen him put on, I think we're going to see him um, get back to winning Rays against Strapoli. Because, you know, he can um, submit you or he can TKO you. And, you know, Starapoli, I think he might put himself in danger. So, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. But I can see Dolazids getting the win. But, yeah, definitely three fights that, um, oh, a lot of potential, people. A lot of potential because it is all on the line. Oh, gosh. Actually, people, nearly forgot this one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, uh, yeah, we got Brazil against Wales. Now, Alan Patrick, he is our last fighter who definitely needs a win in his next fight. He's a 15 and 3, but on a two fight losing streak. You know, so we last saw him September last year, um, where he um, had a unanimous decision loss. To Bobby King Green. And then before that. Like he'd been out for a minute. And he fought at UFC 229. Khabib McGregor. 
in October 2018, where he lost to Scott Holtzman. You know, so, um, yes, he will want to get back to those winning ways, right? Made his debut in October 2013, you know, beat Garrett Whiteley and then John Medesi, right, the following year. And, um, you know, we've seen him. We've seen him against some tough people, but get some good wins, right? He beat um, Stevie Ray. He beat Damir Hadovic. You know, very tough opposition right there. Damon Brown beat him, you know. But, um, yeah. You know, he lost to uh, Marabek Tusamov. And then the last two losses, which, you know, not what he wants at all. Not what he wants at all. Um, Inc. he opened up his UFC account with a finish. But, yeah, that, that's kind of been it for him. He, any other, you know, win has gone to decision. Now, he's going to be facing a Mason Jones, the Dragon, Who's ten and one had his first loss in his UFC debut last time out, which was against Mike Davis in January this year. You know, and I think that was definitely a fight where he he started off a bit rigid, but we definitely saw him get back into the flow of things. It was a close fight. Um, Davis did deserve to win. But, you know, Jones, he was the two-division champ in Cage Warriors. You know what I mean? So, um, he definitely wants to show why he got signed. Right? Why he got signed. Get back to what he's, um, you know, known for doing. And that was when he won both belts. He won them both with finishes. Both TKOs. You know what I mean? So, um, yes, he's going to want to... As I said, look, get back to those winning ways. And I think I think he can definitely do it. You know, I think we've definitely seen great stuff out of Jones. And yeah, he was tense in that first fight, but now I think now we're gonna see him settle down. We're gonna see him comfortable. And that that's gonna be a dangerous Mason Jones. So yeah, I think Jones. He's going to walk away with a W, you know, with a W. So, uh, yeah, there we go, people. Now, there are three fighters that definitely want to set the record straight. Their last performances didn't go the way, you know, they had hoped. And we're going to start off with a ladies' flyweight bout between Montana De La Rosa and Ariana Lipsky. Right, so um yes, Della Rosa, she is eleven six and one. Now she um yeah, yeah, I mean well actually her last fight was a draw against Mariel Buna Silva. So that was February this year, and she's got a loss in the fight before that to Viviana Aruja, which was September twenty twelve. 20. So yeah, she she definitely wants to get back to winning ways. You know? 
So um, she did actually come to the UFC via season 26 of The Ultimate Fighter. You know, so that was where the uh, flyweight champion was crowned. Nico Montana winning that season. But, um, yeah, you know, she fought on the finale, got a win over Christina Marks. Um, you know, injuries have played her a little bit, but, you know, she beat Rachel Olchevich, Nadia Kazim. But, yeah, lost to Andrea Lee, um, beat Maria Barola, and then the Aruja fight and the silver one. Right, so... Um, yeah, she's going to be going up against the queen of violence, Ariana Lipsky, who's 13 and 6. And, um, yeah, came up short against Antonia Shevchenko in November last year. And that was at UFC 255, Figueredo v Perez. You know... That, I think that was one of the best performances we'd seen out of Shevchenko Senior in the octagon. You know, where it did look like she'd been putting everything back to everything together, you know. Um but before that, Lipsky had been looking very good. Very good. We saw her with a nasty knee bar win over um Luna Carolina. Um, also had a good win over Isabella de la Puya. You know, so, yeah, you know, she started off her UFC career with a couple of losses, but definitely course-corrected well. But, yeah, you know, the last fight didn't go her way, so she's going to want to um, get that win. And I think Lipsky, she does, you know, she's got a very good skill set. She's good on the ground. And striking-wise, we have seen her really turn it on, right? She she does have that energy, and she will go for the kill. And I think uh, a thing with De La Rosa that we have seen in the past, sometimes she can get a little flat in there. You know, she, she doesn't always throw, come with the volume. So, yeah, I, I think Lipsky does. And I see Lipsky walking away with a win. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I've got Lipsky for the win right there, people. And then we've got Argentina v Brazil. South America will be going at it in the welterweight clash between the Argentine dagger. Santiago Ponzanibio, who's 27 and 4. But yeah, didn't go his way in his last fight. Right? And ah, you just felt for him because you know Ponzanibio, he'd been on a tear. Been on a bit of a tear. Right? He um he lost to Lorenzo Larkin in June 2015, and then he just put or oh, a streak together. Right, beat Andreas Stahl, Colt McGee, Zach Cummings, Nadine Taleb, 
Gunnar Nelson, Mike Perry, and Neil Magny. I mean, not bad, right? Not bad at all. Seven fight winning streak. You know, and, and when you think, I think, what? Wasn't that what Charles Oliveira had? Or was the title shot his seventh fight? I forget. But definitely we've seen people with less get title shots. So I think Pontinibio was getting himself in a good position. But he then had suffered injuries. Suffered injuries. So he he was out. Out from November 2018. Made his comeback January this year. And... Didn't go his way against Li Jingyong. You know, and I think in that fight we definitely saw a tight, a, a, a frustrated Pontinibio. He was rushing what he was doing and he got caught. Got caught. You know, and, and you could see that after the fight, the frustration. Whew. So he wants to get back on track. He wants to get back onto the form that got him that seven-fight winning streak. He is the going up against the caramel thunder Miguel Abezo, who is ten and zero on a fifteen-fight win streak. When you count that amateur career, which didn't lose one fight, didn't lose one fight in the amateurs, people. So, um, yeah, he was just a blazing. All stoppages before he got to the Contender Series in 2019. Where he got a decision over Victor Arena. But that was enough to get him a contract. And, whew, man, he really kicked in the door. Second round stoppage of Hector Aldana. Second round stoppage of Mike, Matt Brown. And then a second round stoppage of Tashishi Sato. So, um, yeah, Bezo has been looking sensational. Sensational. And I think he's going to continue that form. Yeah, I think he's going to continue it. I think Ponsonivio, he might be a little tense, might be a little tense, might be a bit stressed. And Bezo is just going to punish it. And here's the thing, like, we, we've seen him come back because he was losing against Matt Brown. But, he, he, you know, he came back at the end of that first round and then finished it in the second. So, uh, yeah, I think Bezos gets the win. Firefight, though. Whew. Oh, my gosh. I am looking forward to this one for sure. So we have two fighters making their debut on this card. And the interesting thing is, both fighters from the LFA. And both fighters we have seen fight just recently for the LFA. And both fighters headlined the last two cards of the LFA. So, um, yeah... Two very exciting prospects here, people. We start off with the featherweight bout. So, um, Kamalia Kirk, the Jawanian. He is currently 11-4 and on a two-fight winning streak. Yeah, we last saw him 
against Daniel Swain at LFA 107, which, as I said, headlined that card, you know, and, whew, he poured it on in that, oh, man, he poured it on in those first two rounds, so much so that Swain couldn't come out for the third, couldn't come out for the third, uh, so, yeah, Kirk, very good, and after that win, after that win, he put out a call, Right, put out a call, said, if anyone drops off, he will be ready. That's what he said, people. And um, that's what happened. You know what I mean? That's exactly what happened. Nate Landwehr was meant to be fighting Americani. And unfortunately, Landwehr, he had to, um, yeah, he had to, uh, to uh, step aside. Right, but um, listen, Kirk, you know, he, he tried out for the Contender Series in 2019, didn't go his way, but, you know, I mean, he, he persevered, he kept on going, he's got a win over Kevin Chrome, you know, who um, is currently in the UFC, right, like, we, we've seen him get some very good stoppages, and he can do it on the feet, or he can sub you. You know, I think that is, that's the thing about Kirk. He's got a very good skill set, very good skill set. And he will need that when he fights up against Mr. Finland, Makwan Amirakani. You know what I mean? Who's 16 and 5 and Coming off a loss in his last fight, which was the Edson Barboza fight, which hey, got to give him props for being able to stay in that fight with Barboza. Whoo, it's been on a little bit of a tear since, since the drop down, you know. Um, he does kind of, yeah, he kind of bounces around a little bit, Americani. Like we've seen him have some very good wins, beat Danny Henry. You know, but just, oh, that anaconda choke. You know, he's very slick. UFC 251, right? But, you know, he, he lost to Shane Burgos at UFC 244. You know, he beat, lost to Arnold Allen. But both fighters who are extremely good. I mean, right, I think mean, we, we should say that. But, um, you know, we, we've seen him get some decent wins, Right? He he can be a little bit. I mean, we can see him watch his work a little bit. You know, it it has got him into trouble, but you know, as I said, he's he's managed to get some great wins. You know, only um, lost three times in the UFC. Right, but beat very good people on the ground like Chris Fishgold. You know, beat him with an anaconda. So, I I think we've we've seen that from him. But, I'm going to say, Kirk has got that kind of Barboza-style frenzied attack. Right? We saw him do that to Daniel Swain just the other week. And I think Kirk... I mean, Kirk is going to bring that pressure to Amirakani. Yeah, I think he's ready for it. 
And this is going to be a great test. And I think Kirk is going to come out with a win on his debut. You know? So, uh, our other LFA, you know, newcomer is going to be making his debut in the middleweight division. We got Gregory Rodriguez against Dusko Todrovic. So, a Robocop. Gregory Rodriguez is 9-3 on a two-fight win streak, a bit like Kirk, right? And it should be noted, he is the current LFA middleweight champion, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, he won the belt just last Friday, beat Josh Fremd in the final of LFA 108. First round stoppage, very Impressive, you know. Um, he was part of that middleweight tournament and he won his first fight against Al Matavol, you know, uh, a TKO in the second round at LFA 102. So, yeah, he's had two fights so far in uh 2021, fought in March and then again last week in May, you know. So, he's been active. Definitely been active, done his thing. Now, we saw him in last year's Contender Series. Fortunately for him, he went up against Jordan Williams and um, he lost. But, look, he's come back with two very good wins in the LFA. One got him a title, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, great stuff from Rodriguez. And, look, he can finish it on the feet. Or he can sub you. So, yeah, that is all very good from him. He is, though, going up against Thunder. Serbian Thunder, to be precise. Actually, his nickname is just Thunder. He comes from Serbia. You know, I, I, I kind of, you know, threw the Serbian Thunder in. But sounded good, right? Now, so Dusko Todrovic, he's 10 and 1. He is coming back from his first um, first loss, which was to uh, Pinol Sarano, right? Which was, uh, was crazy. You know, January this year, first round stoppage, which, whew, I mean, he, he was looking so good, so good, and then he got caught. It was insane. But um, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen again. You know, because as I said, look, in that fight against Penal, he was looking very good. And I think he's probably made the adjustments. And I, I just think he's... And he's got the skill set to hurt Rodriguez. It's a lot of kicks, some good movement. Right? So, yeah, I'm going to say... um. Todrovic, he gets back to winning ways, and he gets the win over Rodriguez. So, um, hey, I think both of these fights, both of these fights featuring these LFA standouts, I mean, they're both very good, and I cannot wait, cannot wait for them, people. Whew, they're going to be fun. So, we have five fights, people. Five fights on the card that when you look at, it's like, whoo-hoo, these are going to be 
just straight fire. These are going to be fun as hell. And it starts off with the first fight on the card. Right, we've got a um, lightweight fight between Claudio Palelis and Jordan Levitt. So, El Nino, Claudio Martinez Palez. He is a 9 and 2 on a two fight win streak. You know, so uh, he last fought. In uh, September 2019. So he's been out for a little bit. Right? And he beat Marcus Marinia. So um, he actually came to the UFC in November 2016. Lost to Martin Bravo. But then, um, yeah. He beat Philippe Silva. And uh, Marcus Marina. Um... It looks like injury did plague him, though. You know, which is a problem. It's a problem, you know what I mean? So there is that. And he's going to be going up against the Monkey King, Jordan Levitt. Right? Who is 8-0 on a 12-fight win streak. And he's, you know, came from the 2020 Contender Series. Looked, oh... So good against Luke Flores. And then in his debut, debut December last year, fought Matt Wyman. Matt Wyman, definitely a tough opponent. But he got a slam finish. And you don't see a lot of those. But this slam, it's the way he did that, the positioning of the elbow. Oh, it was vicious, man. It was vicious. And when you see Lever, that, that's, not what, that's not what you think. Right? He, he's very quirky. Very quirky. You imagine him playing D&D, you know what I mean? Before he comes out for the fights. But when he's in there, whew, sleep on him and he will sleep you. You know what I mean? That's just what the Monkey King does. And I think we're going to see some more of it this weekend. Because, yeah, I do not see Levitt losing. You know, so, um, yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Definitely going to be fun. We then drop down to the featherweight division. And we have got the Moroccan devil, Yusuf Zalao, who is 10 and 4. But. Yeah, he's coming off some losses, a couple of losses, you know. I mean, he's fought some tough opponents, though, right? So, um, Chu Xing Wu in his last outing in February this year, and Ilya Tupora, October last year, you know. But did really come in nicely to the UFC, be Austin Lingo, Jordan Griffin, and then Peter Barrett. He had a very good 2020. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's tough for sure. But I think Zahal, he's definitely skilled. Definitely skilled. We've seen some whew, tremendous performances. It was the flying knee at LFA 79 that kind of got him that attention. 
got him that attention. He's going up against Sean Woodson, though. Right? 7-1. and one. Now, he lost his last fight, for sure. Um, but, yeah, I think this is going to be a very fun fight. So, Woodson came to the UFC um, on the 2019 Contender Series, where... You know, he, he actually beat Terence McKinney. You know what I mean? Who, um, yeah, we, we um, will be seeing on Friday. So, uh, yeah, he, he's got that. Came in, beat Carl Boniak. But, um, yeah, Julian Arosa was the last one. But, yeah, very good. He's a very good fighter. Um, a lot of skill. And this is going to be fun. Man, this fight is going to be fun. I think, though, I think Zalau is going to just edge it. But, whew, yeah, definitely not a fight to be missed. Um, So, from there, people, oh, my days, from there, we go to the ladies. We have a flyweight contest. Between um, Mariana Moraz and Manon Finot. So the Iron Lady. Um, that's uh, Moraz. She is 10 and 3 on a two fight win streak. So um, yeah, those fights. Her last outing was against Maria Bruno Selva. Uh, that was March last year. And then before that. Actually the year before. In March 2019, she beat Sabina Mazzo. She definitely has fought some tough people, you know. Carla Esparza and Angela Hill. Um, she lost, but both decisions. So, you know, definitely could have been worse right there. Um, but she's going up against the beast, Manion Faut. Who is a six and one on an eight fight win streak, and a hey, we saw her a blaze, blaze into the UFC in January with a sensational victory over Victoria Leonardo, right? Who hey Leonardo, you know we've seen her perform very well in Invicta, had a great contender series win. But yeah, Fenu just oh my days. She was sensational in that win. You know? Second round stoppage. It was slick as hell. Slick as hell. And yeah, I, I just think Manu it, with the performance we saw from her, she's gonna be a problem in this flyweight division. You know what I mean? She's gonna be a problem. Her only pro loss was to Lee McCall. And McCall, hey, you know what I mean? She's doing extremely well over in Bellator. Right? So, um, yeah. I, I, I think Fanu. I think she's going to win. And we're going to just see. We're going to see her against some of the tops of that division pretty soon, I would say. But, uh, yeah, looking forward to that. We then 
We then jump to the welterweight division. We got Francisco Trinaldo against Muslim Salakov. So um the Amas Arabia. Um Trinaldo, he is twenty-six and seven. Twenty-six and seven on a free fight win streak. We last saw him hit that slick shot to beat Jay Herbert. Right, and oh my gosh, it, it, like Herbert was doing so well in the fight, so well in a fight, but Trinaldo, always dangerous, always dangerous. Before that, he's got the win over John Medesi and Bobby Green. And he's been in the UFC for whew, a long time. Right, came via season one of the Brazilian Ultimate Fighter in 2012. Yeah, and yeah, he's just been around doing his thing ever since. You know, had some very tough fights, fought some very good opposition. You know, so he's always been floating around there. Hedo is going to be going up against the king of Kung Fu, Muslim Salakov, who is 17 and 2 and on a four fight win streak. Right, so Salakov, he lost his UFC debut. Right, Alex Garcia was able to get him in a rear naked choke, but ever since, beat Ricky Rainey, Nordin Taleb. Lorenzo Strapoli and Eliza Zaleski. So, um, yeah, all very good wins. All very good wins. First two via TKO as well. You know, so King of Kung Fu. You know, you know he's got them skills, right? He's got submissions and he has got... TKOs got to the UFC via a win over Melvin Gillard spinning hill kick you know so um, definitely skilled can finish you in so many ways so many ways and I think he is going to have too much for Trinaldo too much for him but it should be fun should be fun for sure. And then we got our co-main event of the evening, people. It's another heavyweight outing. And we've got Walt Harris against Marcin Tabora. So the big ticket. He's 13 and 9. He did lose his last two, right? But I think the thing with Walt Harris, he was winning. He, he, you know, what I mean, he, he was winning that Overeem fight, but it, you know, it just all fell apart. All fell apart. Like he looked good in moments of that um, Volker fight as well, right? So, I, I think with Harris, it's just about focus. He needs to keep that focus. You know, I mean, that's been his issue. Now Tabora on the flip. You know what I mean? Old, um, yeah, Tabor, Martin Tabora, 21 and 6. So definitely 
more fights. He's on a four-fight win streak. And we've seen him, you know, get finishes over. Greg Hardy, you know, lost that first round, but came back, came back, beat Ben Rothwell, Maxim Grisham, and Sergey Spirok. You know, so definitely got the skills. And it's funny, like, we saw him make some changes with his camp, and ever since, just, whew, really put it together. Really put it together, you know. So, I mean, that's very impressive. That's very impressive indeed. But it's always a but, people. I'm gonna say Harris, right? And I'm saying Harris because look, he's he's just been a bit unlucky of late. Which after everything that went down in 2019. It's not really a surprise It's not really a surprise The focus can go But we've we've seen those glimpses from him Where he's looked very impressive in a fight Right? And I think Yeah, I I think You know what I mean? I think his luck is going to change Right? I, I just think he's way too skilled Way too athletic just for it all to fall apart I think he just needed some time To get back on track A bit like Frank Mir When he had his motorbike accident Had some iffy fights at the start And then got back to form and I think that's what we're going to see from Walt Harris And whew, an on-form Walt Harris I mean, it's a straight problem, right? It's a straight problem so the main event of this card, oh my gosh, it is an interesting run, right? A heavyweight bout between Suriname and Brazil. Two fighters that definitely problems in the division, right? Problems in the division. The only thing is, Rosenstruck, we've seen him against Ngano. He he was one of the few fighters to actually call out Ngana. You know, Biggie Boy. He he definitely is confident. Definitely confident. And we've seen him, you know, against the ropes. We've seen him be on the verge of loss. But come back in a big way. That Overeem finish, yo, just showed... You you can't leave an injured animal on your back. Because he will be looking to kill you. You know what I mean? And I think that's the thing with Rosenstruck. But, yeah, it, it didn't go his way. Didn't go his way against Ungano. So, we... Ha- yeah, we haven't seen him since, right? Haven't... Oh, no, actually, we did. We did. He beat Junior Del Sandias and then he lost to Cyril Gunn. Cyril Gunn fight was just oy. Oy. I mean he just didn't really put himself out there. Didn't really want to attack. Which I mean, it wasn't the best, right? Wasn't the best. And it'll be interesting to see. What he does in this one is he going to be looking to be the first to strike? Are we going to see that, or will he be looking to counter? 
right? So, um, yeah, he's he will be going up against Augusto Saki, right? And I think this is a very definitely a well suited bout, definitely a well suited one, right? They both have got kind of the same amount of fights, right? Kind of the same amount. Now, Saki also coming off a loss. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was against Overeem, right? Overeem was uh, able to solve the puzzle and get that finish. But before then, Yogi came to the UFC via 2018 Contender Series and just, you know, beat Chase Sherman, Oloski, Tabora, Ivanov. You know what I mean? Very good heavyweights. Very good heavyweights. And you kind of think a win if he'd won that Overeem fight, he is definitely in contention. Definitely in contention. But didn't go his way. Didn't quite go his way. And this is one of those opportunities, right? One of those opportunities to make things right. Right? To make things right. To have your second step forward, as it were. And I, I think we've see, we've seen him have the skill set to do that. Right? We've seen him. He's had challenging fights. Right? They're not easy fights, any of those. Even of Tabora, Alvoski... All very tough ones. And he wasn't looking bad in those first two rounds of the Overeem fight. You know, so I, I think it's a... It's interesting. You know, I, I think he... When he's on point, good footwork. Right? Good jab. You know, and I think if Rosenstruck is going to be playing the game... Right, I, I think um, Saki has got what it takes to finish him and to beat him. So, yeah, I'm going to say Saki for the win. And I imagine, listen, if he gets that win, I think he's going to want possibly some fights back. You know, could make that Overeem fight, get that one back. You know, because the belt might be tied up a little bit, but I don't know. A good win could definitely ruffle the coop, as it were. So uh, we will see. Definitely looking forward to the card, people. Some very fun encounters. Oh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed we don't lose anyone, right? Because, whew, I don't know, man. But yeah, definitely a fun card. And a, a nice little way to lead us into UFC 263. So, um, yeah, let's see what happens. Okay, people. So, we've reached that time again. But before we bounce, let's take a look and see what's happening with um, some upcoming fights. Well, I mean, first of all. So, um, Dean Barry signed with the UFC... Earlier in the year, but 
couldn't get a visa, so wasn't able to make his debut. But that has all been rectified. His visa has now come through, so I'm sure we can expect Barry to be making his debut on an upcoming card pretty soon. All right, so um, now upcoming fights on the 25th of June. We have a few matches announced. So, um, Rani Barcelos is going to be fighting at Timar Valiev. Also, Shabkat Rakhmarov is scheduled to be throwing down with Michael Prazeres. And we are also getting the Yancy Medeiros Damir Hadrovic fight rebooked for the 25th. So, the, oh, all three of those fights are good. We then jump to July, the 24th to be precise. And Shamil Abnabrimakov is going to be fighting Chris Dorcas. Then on the 21st of August, Bey Maleki is fighting Jazani Nunes um, and Mana Martinez will be fighting uh, Jesse Strada. And then on the 28th of August, the following week, Justin Dustin even, Chikabi will be fighting Askar Muzharov. All very good fights, people. Looking forward to those. And, um, yeah, we will be back on Friday to break down the news, people. So, until then, ooh, we'll also probably have had a chance to watch Tough. Because that isn't airing until, um, you know, this evening in the UK. So irritating. But, people, until Friday, peace.